You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, it's Danny. So today we're going to do things a little bit differently. I started this podcast because I really wanted... Wow, that wasn't even English. I started this podcast <laughs> because I really wanted to create a sort of space where people of all kind of sexual orientations could come together and feel really safe being sluts and talking openly about their sexuality. So today, rather than having an interview with a fellow sex worker, I'm speaking with Lisa, who is a square who's had a sexual awakening. Thank you so much for joining me, Lisa. Thank you for having me, Danny. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you. So we actually met at the sex re-education workshop a little while ago. What made you want to attend that? Uh, so a good friend of mine, Nicole Hodges, who was one of the hosts of the event, was putting it on. And um, pretty much anything she's doing right now I'm in for because this girl is so awakened and so powerful and amazing. Um, and so... And she's not in Vancouver anymore. She's from Vancouver, and she now lives in Toronto, so it's a good opportunity to see her. But mostly because I'm also, as you had mentioned, going through a sexual awakening, and I just wanted to see what other women were talking about and, 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 and curious about. And we don't really see sex ed classes for adults. I mean, yeah. we did them in school, and we all remember the trauma that <laughs> that, that was. Um, and so I was just really intrigued by this, and I was intrigued by the fact that Nicole was going to be there, that you were going to be there, um, and a few other people that uh, I was curious that I knew were going to be there as well. So, um, so yeah, I went, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that there's a lot of women out there that are curious about their own sexuality, about sex, about, you know, just this whole world that um, I think for a long time, women have been suppressed to be curious about. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that's something, one of the things I was so surprised about, too, when I got there was, first, how many women there were, because um, it just kind of alludes to how many women there are on the ground or scale uh, that are interested in these things, and how it really is, like, the blind leading the blind a lot. When you go, when you, just in general, especially, but when you think back to, like, the formative years and how there really isn't good education for children and their sexuality and then there's basically none as adults um, kind of still fumbling your way around genitals and around your own sexuality. <laughs> Unless you watch Pornhub and then you all, we all think that... Yes, arch your back like this, yeah. do this moan, you better squirt at this time. Yeah, yeah. Dicks look a certain way, pussies look a certain yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, all labias are tucked in, all, yeah. Yeah, all hairless, yeah. <laughs> um, so you have an uh, for lack of better terms, alter ego Correct. on online, on Instagram, and it goes as Peaches Malone. So how did that kind of come about for you? Uh, so for, first of all, the nickname itself came from a very dear friend of mine who uh, many years ago she had another nickname for me, and then one day out of the blue she decided that she my new nickname was Peaches Malone, which I loved because I didn't care for the old nickname. Um, I loved the name, but I didn't know who she was, but I felt... I felt her in my heart, I guess you could say. Um, And so fast forward to, you know, I think probably three years later, um, last October, as a matter of fact, I had, I guess you could say, the beginning of my sexual awakening, and I had just started to, um, I I guess the best way to say it was that... uh, uh, um, a flame was ignited in me that had been either gone, had either gone out or was about to go out. And that right. was basically my femininity and my sexuality. Um, 
and uh, I was I attended an event and I was in a dress that just made me feel so beautiful and so feminine and so empowered and you know my hair was perfect everything was perfect and I had a number of of people men and women hit on me and tell me how beautiful I looked and how just they were so taken aback by how amazing I looked right. and so but I also felt it and so you know after that night it just I just started to realize that I'm not dead inside and up to this point I thought I was dead inside and that mm-hmm. I was sexually dead inside that I was no longer beautiful or attractive and right. that you know just that part of me was was gone right um, so that's basically, that was the beginning of how Peaches came about, um, or sorry, how I started to lean into her. And then, um, a number of months later, I started signing up for websites and stuff that were, you know, sort of in that dark web world in terms of, you know, um, sex and, and that sort of thing. And so, uh, when I was signing up for them, I realized that I couldn't use my real name or I could, I guess, but I didn't want to. And so that's where ultimately Peaches was born, was signing up as Peaches Malone for these sort of things. And then I had this creative out, uh, this creativity coming through me that I wanted to express. And I needed a place for it to land. So then I started the Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And here we go. <laughs> and here we are. Um, what does Peaches Malone kind of mean for you? Oh, um... She is, she is, she is, I think, all the things I thought I was going to be growing up as an adult, but became, um, you know, jaded by, by people's and the world's expectations of how you're supposed to be as a woman and the things that you're supposed to do. And, you know, I think I was definitely Peaches Malone in my 20s, but, you know, as you get older and you get jobs and go through relationships and that sort of thing, you, you start to shut certain parts of you down because they're for whatever reasons, Mm -hmm. usually just society, um, sort of beats it out of you Mm -hmm. or, you know, my family and stuff like that. Uh, and then, um, you know, when she, when I started to give her an outlet and a place to land, I started to realize that she is, she is a light. She's, she's, she's about sexuality and femininity and about, you know, empowerment and rising and loving yourself and taking care of yourself. Um, you know, which I think a lot of times women just don't understand that, you know, we, when we're, when we're, when we take care of ourselves, we raise the vibration of humanity and mm-hmm. we show up in a better way. And so by taking care of ourselves, I mean, you know, loving our bodies, loving our minds, loving our pussies, you know, taking care of our pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's now who, not I think, that's exactly who she is, who, who I believe she is and is becoming and starting to um, be a ray of light to the world of women who are also searching for that that's awesome and I think you know that's pretty much every woman (laughs) I think I don't think there's a single person I know as a woman who doesn't battle with this societal idea of like how you're supposed to meet how your sexuality is supposed to look and I was speaking with a girlfriend of mine the other day and she got into sex work later in life when I say in quotes later um, in her, like, when she turned 30, which is, like, you're, you know, you're decrepit at that age in sex work, right? Um, you're on the way out. But, um, I mean, it's kind of on the topic of how, yeah, society believes, especially with, like, ageism, that, you know, you're only sexy until about, ooh, 26, 27, and then, you know, that's slowly tapering off, and by 40, you need to be, like, in your diapers and, like, you know, have no sex. Yeah, yeah, no desires, and you better never speak of them if you have them. Um... So I completely agree about kind of um, questioning that and, and having that outlet of why did 
why can't I be the person I was in my 20s and why did my sexual appetite need to suddenly deplete as soon as I got to an age yeah exactly and that's definitely what happened to me I suppressed that and I you know I've, I've been in a marriage now or in a relationship not we haven't been married 13 years but we've been together that long and you know I started we we just aren't we got to a point where we just weren't connecting sexually anymore and I had reconciled the fact that I had really good sex in my 20s and so I was good mm-hmm. yeah we, we said we used all <laughs> I, I used it all up and I, I, I there's no more left yeah. and it's okay and this is just your plight you know your plight in life and and um and that's it and then this happened and I was like oh wait I'm not dead inside like I'm still beautiful I still have desires I still have these needs that want to be fulfilled mm-hmm. and um and that's okay to want them mm-hmm. first of all uh, and two, that I can ask for them. Mm-hmm. And you're not alone. And yeah, wanting and then those I'm things. not alone. And I found that out at that sex re-education workshop that you and uh, Nicole co-hosted. And I was so blown away that I wasn't the only one in the room that was having these same thoughts or feelings or emotions. And that I was curious. And that it was okay that I was curious. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just... It just... It sort of, I guess... Um, uh, solidified the direction I'm going in with Peaches Malone. Mm-hmm. You know, when I did it, I just more did it for a place to land. I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't. I didn't ask anybody to follow me. I just put her out there, and people just started to follow and started to resonate. Right. Uh, and women started to reach reach out to me and ask me questions about things that I was like, "Why? What? Why are you asking me?" <laughs> like, you know. But it just. I guess I was just. You know. I guess being authentic enough that it resonated with other women that they were wanting to, you know, they were, they didn't know where else to go or where to ask or, you know, is this okay to feel this way or think this way or why is this happening sort of thing. Definitely. And I think a lot of times too, it takes one person to be like, Hey, this is how I feel. And it can be scary to be that first person to be like, these are the feelings I'm having. These are my thoughts. This is where I'm at right now. And then slowly kind of people come out of the woodworks and they're like, Hey, me too. Like I'm also feeling this way. And like, thank God someone else feels that way. And I think it's really powerful to have that like that aha moment of like, oh, I'm not the only one. Well, and for women, you know, we don't talk about this. We think we're supposed to know all of these things about mm-hmm. sexuality and being a sex goddess and our bodies and all of these things. And, you know, it was really in a conversation with two other of my girlfriends one night late after, you know, uh, some wine and, and tequila. And um, we started to talk. We really started to get deep and talk about our relationships and they too express that they've been in long relationships around the same time I've been with these amazing men. I know they're, 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 they're guys and they're amazing. And these women are amazing. These are beautiful, sexy women. Mm -hmm. And they also express that they are not being sexually fulfilled in their relationship Mm -hmm. in the relationships. And I was blown away one because I thought I had, well, I first had a lot of shame around why my relationship wasn't, as sexual as I had hoped it to be, and right. I thought there was something wrong with me right. or something wrong with us. Um, and then to hear these women say that they're also experiencing the same thing um, blew me away because I was like, if these women aren't getting it, and I'm like, how many more out there aren't being sexually satisfied? Mm-hmm. And what can we do about that? And first of all, you know, we need to be having more conversations with each other about yeah. this sort of thing instead of carrying the shame, thinking that we're there's something wrong with us. Right. Because, you know, 
as Nicole said in the workshop, well-fucked women change the world. Mm -hmm. And we need to start letting women know that and understand that and having that dialogue so Mm -hmm. that we can change our our relationships, change, you know, not necessarily change ourselves, but raise the vibration of of who we are. Mm -hmm. And not be ashamed to, like, own all of that. Exactly. You know, um... I, I completely agree with everything you just said. Um, I echo it all back to you. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, uh, I've been around very overtly sexual women for a long time now, and that's very much the people I associate myself with. But even us, there'll be moments where, like, where we have feel a little bit of shame or something. We're like, oh, am I the only one that does this? And then we say it in the change room, and everyone kind of like hangs on to like, no, me too, me too. And it's such an empowering feeling. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, and then same with, like, you were saying earlier, people ask me questions. People ask me questions about sex, you know, how to ride dick. And I'm like, well, I mean, I think I'm good at it, but I'm not, like, the be-all, end-all. Even I have questions about sex yeah. and my period, you know, my genitals, like, male genitalia, like, you know. And um, I think opening that door to have these kind of conversations. And I think we often think that everyone's doing it better than us. Yeah. You know, everyone's relationship's better than us. Every marriage is better than us. Their sex lives are better. They, yeah. They're better at sucking dick than we are. They know what they're doing. And then you kind of get to pee behind that curtain and say, oh, wait, like, you're as lost as I am. Like, yeah. something something doesn't feel right in your marriage either, or your sex life's not satisfying. Like, we're, we're not that different from each other. Exactly. Um, I think it's really empowering. And then that's how you start to be able to get better at things, say, hey, we're, we're all, like, kind of confused, like, let's figure it out together. Yeah, and bring people together, and let's chat about these things, mm-hmm. like, let's get honest, like, these events that I've been to, the one that you were at, and I went to another one a couple of weeks later after that one, and it was a very similar vibe and topic and conversation, and all these women, curious, like, so curious about so many things that we all think we have figured out right. or know and then somebody asks a question you're like oh yeah me too I was wondering about that yeah, I don't want to say it though but you know, I'm glad but you I did yeah you know and it's just mind-boggling to me that we're where we are in this day and age with so much information coming at us and available to us that we that we're just getting to hear now but maybe that's why we're here is because we have opened up and there's been so much dialogue and information coming that mm. we're now deciding that we want to be more um, I guess uh, uh, deep in in our knowledge in our conversations that we're having and instead of the surface level of everybody being perfect and having the perfect life and having it all figured out and really getting deep and like you said pulling that curtain aside and being like oh so there is more to this. There is more to all of this. Like, not everybody's perfect. Yeah, your Instagram makes you look like the perfect couple or the perfect whatever. But really, you have the same, you know, fears or insecurities or, or issues, doubts, issues yeah. that, that I do and, 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 and a lot of other people do. Definitely. I 100% agree. Um, so you mentioned that Peaches Malone... Part of it was the femininity and what feminism and femininity is. So how would you describe feminism? Oh, this word. I know. That's why I had to ask you because I I get asked it all the time. You know, it's so funny. I don't... I I get the word. I I, I get the movement and the whole deal, but I don't identify with the word. Mm -hmm. You know, I was at a thing um, a couple years ago right at sort of this this hot topic of feminism and feminism sort of being just you know 
everywhere. I think it was around the same time as Me Too and, and that sort of thing. And I was at a thing, and this fellow stood up and he said, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a feminist, I'm a humanist. I believe that everybody deserves equal rights and equal everything. Mm-hmm. And I resonated with that more mm-hmm. than I do I as a feminist because I still think there's negative connotation to feminist. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like us against them to me. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about it. Um, but I, in terms of femininity, for me... Um, you know, I have worked in a male-dominated industry for a very long time, and I think um, I, by default, ended up becoming more masculine in my identity in terms of how I operated and how I presented myself to the world, and just, just that's just who I became. Mm-hmm. And not meaning that I was a butcher or anything, but just more that I was just shutting down some of my femininity to... I guess trying to make sure that how I was presenting myself wasn't overly feminine or sexual Mm -hmm. so that there was no uh, gray area as to what the relationship of what the transaction was. Mm -hmm. So I guess I should probably kind of explain what that is. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I work with men on a daily basis and I help, um, I help transform their style basically. Mm -hmm. And so through that role, I really understood that I needed to be the professional and to present myself in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So my outwardly appearance would be very feminine. So I'd always wear dresses and skirts and high heels and, Mm -hmm. you know, always look very pretty and feminine. But when it came to how I, how I operated in working with them, it was very much more of a dominant masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And so I carried that throughout my entire, entire business and and relationships. So even in my marriage. Mm -hmm. And so what I started to recognize was that um, after actually taking a workshop in January, and it talked a lot about balancing our masculine, masculine and our feminine, mm. was that I was so deep in my masculine that I had shut down a lot of my feminine, and by doing so, shut down my sex, you know, just my sexual desires, my creativity, mm-hmm. my um, my uh, femininity with my husband, and that sort of thing. And so I really started to try and. Um, pay more attention to how I was being in that way and balancing it out and going more into my feminine and doing things that balanced it out for me. And so that's when all of this sexual desire and stuff started to come through and I just started to be like, whoa, mm-hmm. I, I I still have these desires that I used to have a long time ago but shut them down because I was just so deep in that masculine energy. Mm-hmm. It's funny how when you t- tapped into your kind of femininity more of that sexual energy came about. Yeah. Because I think, like, when we look at it as a society, when we think sex, we're like men. But when I think, like, sex and sexual energy and sensuality, it's very much more a female energy, you yeah. know? Like, when Absolutely. I'm when I'm feeling, like, sexual or, like, desirable or desiring, I'm much more in my, like, feminine element than I am in my masculine. When I'm in my masculine, I'm more, like... <laughs> like, aggressive. And, like, that's not, yeah. that's not sexy, I guess... No, I do like aggressive sex. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. But do you know what I mean? Like, I think there is such a power to femininity and it's linked to sexuality and sensuality. Yeah. 
And I think we, as society, need to get, I think, clear on what those rules are. Mm. What are feminine? Everybody has to be balanced. Or not has to be, but should be balanced mm-hmm. in their masculine and their feminine, mm-hmm. including men. And, you know, there's ways to do that. And so there's different things that you can research where there's, like, the sacred feminine and the sacred masculine. Mm. And how you can learn how to balance those things. And that's what I, really what I started to do is understand, like, how I needed to put myself in situations that were in that more of that fe- feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so then it just started to create more, um, it started to nurture these other sides of me that I had shut down. And mm-hmm. creativity and sex, just my sexual desire started to come through. I literally thought I was like, just had no desire. I just thought that there was something hormonally wrong with me. And I went and had tests done and everything. Oh, interesting. Yeah, everything was coming back fine. It was just that I was, as a business owner, just so wrapped up in just this masculine energy of running a business and working with men and making sure I was presenting myself in a different way. And so as a result, what I've noticed is that now that I'm more balanced in my feminine, my outwardly appearance has changed in that I don't feel the desire to always be super feminine in my in my dressing. So mm, I tend to now wear less skirts and dresses. As Peaches Malone, I am very feminine. Mm-hmm. But just in my is my business life, I am very much more of the masculine now. Right. Because I feel like I'm so feminine on the inside, inside I don't yeah. need to show it outwardly. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to like mask it on the outside. Interesting, very, very interesting. Um, so if you were to describe, I know this is a very like a vague question, but if you were to describe your own sexuality, uh, where you're at right now, in your own words, mm. what would that look like? Okay, so... I don't love putting labels on this uh, because I think it, I think it gives, it puts us in a box. Mm-hmm. And so I don't love a label. I don't, I don't love labels of saying that I am straight by right, yeah. any of that sort of thing. I don't identify with that. Um, and I know this might be sort of hippie-ish, but I'm just love. Mm-hmm. I love humans. I love people. Some days, more than others. But you know, I, I I believe in love. I believe in the energy of love, and that we are here to give and receive love abundantly. Mm-hmm. And there shouldn't be labels on how that is. And and love can mean a bunch of different things to people. And I, you know, I would say at this point in my life, the people who are in my life, I love wholeheartedly, um, and I love them at different levels. Now sexually am I going to have sex with all of them no not necessarily are there a few that I would like to yes absolutely and yeah you know they're 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 men they're women Mm -hmm. you know and I don't feel like that's anything wrong with that and I think that you know as I'm evolving now if you asked me this question this time last year I probably would have had a much different answer. <laughs> but as I'm evolving and learning more about, you know, the things that we were, I guess, forced into believing mm-hmm. that maybe we didn't necessarily want to believe, but that we didn't have any other option in terms of, like, when you when you grow up, you're, if you're a girl, you marry a boy. Right. And you, 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 well, you date a boy, and then you marry a boy, right. and, you, you know, you have kids, and you, you do all of this sort of stuff. Right. That's what we're told how it's supposed to be. It starts from Disney movies. It goes into, right. you know, TV shows to movies we watch everywhere. It's nonstop. Um, but what I'm, how my thought process is, has been changing is that I believe that we were all meant to love one another, 
unconditionally, however that looks, and not put labels on what that looks like because what that ultimately does is create other things that are negative in our society, which is jealousy and greed and hate and mm-hmm. uh, di- division and, and, and all of those, and, yeah. and all these things that are just so divisive. And so, um, you know, this might be a very woohoo sort of answer for that, so. that question, but, you know, I, I really see myself, yes, I am in... I am a woman married to a man, and I'm in a heterosexual relationship, but um, I, I, I love women as much as I love men, and I have no problem I'm, you know, making out with a woman or, or, or you know, connecting with a woman in that way, um, you know, and so that's where I'm at with that. Mm-hmm. I, no, I 100% agree. I don't think it's hippie or, or um, I woohoo at all, <laughs> um, but I think that's also we're coming into more of an age where you can say things like that. I remember growing up, I remember going to my mom. My mom's very old school. And I remember I kind of had a crush, and I didn't think it was a crush, on a girl that I was best friends with. And I told my mom that, and she was like, it's just a face. You just like her. She's just a friend. Right? right? Because that's, again, that's what they grew up on was the idea of, like, men and women, women and men, and, you know, the the the, um, the gay, like, uh whatever you want to call it, a trend was in the 80s or, you know, in the 60s when we were hippies and the 80s when it was cool and it was just a trend and that's not a real thing. And, um, but now when people ask me about my sexual, I'm very much the same page as you is, you know, I connect with energy. I don't really care what you have going on on the surface or, you know, in your genitals you're carrying. Um, if I vibe with you and there's something about you that I'll find that irresistible, like that will turn me on to you. Um, and I think that is exciting in the sense where, like, no one's really off limits. I mean, children. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. I can't, I can't <laughs> children are off limits. But <laughs> I just flavor that because I'll have someone right in. Yeah. But I'm a smart ass. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's very um, exciting to have that kind of awakening where you're like, you know what, I just vibe with people. And yeah. I, like you said, like, for the most part, on most days, I love people. Yeah. You know, I love connecting. Um, so, no, I don't think it's hippie at all. I think... Um, you're in good company because I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, I think I, you know, I would like to see us grow, you know, have a society and have kids grow up in a world that there isn't this division and that you can love whoever and it doesn't, it, it shouldn't matter what you have between your legs, what, what your preferences and nobody mm-hmm. should have to come out as anything it doesn't matter yeah like as long as you're a good human and you're doing good things and you know pr- you know being a, a productive human in society like that's what should be matter yeah. that's what should matter not who you love or how yeah. you love i agree um so you i know we talked before about keeping like how there's an alter ego in that so obviously i follow you on instagram and i recently noticed that you shared a photo of yourself on Peaches and Alone. And I was like, oh, I dropped my phone. Um, which you haven't really done in the past. Most time it's been, you know, with a wig and a little more covered. And this photo was you with your natural hair and, you know. Um, so does that signify kind of the start of Peaches and Lisa kind of joining us one? Or do you still intend to keep them more separate? Um, that's a great question. And I'm actually... Um I kind of, how do I answer this? I'm not sure. And I I battle with it because, um, you know, I think, I'm still not sure. I'm not sure sure how these two are going to overlap. When when Peaches first came out, I was very, very, very protective of her and making sure I was very... um, um, 
selective as to who got to know who she was and, and tell people that I told to or, or introduced the Instagram to. As a matter of fact, I think it was probably a good six months before I told my husband. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so because I just didn't want any judgment. I didn't want yeah. any... Because it's your safe place. Yeah, the yeah. great thing about her is that she doesn't have to hide at all. She doesn't mm-hmm. have to worry about what other people think or judgment or, or anything like that. And if there's people that are judging her, she doesn't know who she is, who they are, and so it doesn't matter. And they yeah. don't know who she is, and it doesn't matter. But people who are, who are close to me, I, you know, I... I've spent a lot of my life managing people's expectations of how I'm, who I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. and never living authentically for me because I want to make sure I fit in and that people like me and that I'm doing what I th- other people think I should do. Mm-hmm. And so Peaches is not that. And so um, I really was very uh, cautious as to who I told about her. Um, and then when I transitioned out of uh, the business that I was doing, I started to feel a little bit freer and and more empowered to tell people about her. So there's more people that know about her than than have before. Um, and in terms of the photo, I um, that photo was a representation of the turning point of of me into peaches. Mm. And so and it was the one year anniversary mm. of, of that that moment and so um that's why I shared it um and I was nervous because I thought what if people what if people find out who she is and judge her and think that there's something wrong with her right and then I realized that no there's so many more people and those people if that's the case then you know that's their shit to deal with Mm -hmm. um but what I have now realized about who Peaches is and, and just the, the few times that I have put her out in the world and attended events as her is that, you know, there's a lot of women who are curious about this direction I'm going in and mm-hmm. what I'm doing. And the and there's just this um, curiosity and I believe that I have this power now or this opportunity, I don't want to say power, but this opportunity to help be a voice for women or not even just a voice, but even just a beacon of light for women who are curious about this themselves. Definitely. And so, um, you know, I, I, as I was saying to you before, I'm not sure how this is going to play out. Um, I think my, the, the people who know me from Lisa, I'm more reluctant to let them know who Peaches is, but I'm not as reluctant to let the people, people who know Peaches know who I am. Yeah. So we'll see how it unfolds. I still don't really have a, a, a straight answer for that. No, and that's in almost like testing the waters. It's testing the waters, yeah. definitely. Um, it's funny because when I was thinking about having more, you know, in quotes, squares on the show, um, you know, I was thinking, oh, like, you know, I kind of want to be sex sex worker. and But the funny thing is there's so much relatability just in women in general in our sexuality. Um, when I, I danced, I think, for... I only really started posting sex work related things on my personal Instagram in the last year, maybe. So I danced for six years before that. Wow. And people knew, you know, but not because I was um, advertising it, but because people t- love to talk, right? Yeah. So that's the only reason people knew, and I never really confirmed nor denied it with my posts or anything like that. And in the things, I'm nodding along to when you're saying things, because I felt the same way about my um, sex worker accounts and my sex worker photos, was because it's not really about my work it's about my sexuality and female yeah. sexuality and females owning their sexuality 
and you know having it on the forefront and saying you know I'm I'm not ashamed of this I have a vagina or you know some form of genitals that are my own sexuality that I'm proud of and that I you know I I'm not going to be hiding it anymore and I can have desires and that's okay and that's normal and it wasn't that people were you know commenting on me for how I make my money they were commenting on me on what I was doing with my body or how open I was sexually so I felt the same way where I almost wanted to protect Danica which was you know all sex workers have this alter ego as well yeah, you know, course, you know? Yeah. so Danica was my alter ego where I could you know dance around naked and not be shamed and ask people for money and not be shamed and and make money off being friendly and flirty and um, feel good in that. But then I knew, you know, the people following my personal would look at that and have, feel some way about it. Yeah. But I knew the people that followed my sex work account wouldn't give two fucks that I was, you know, yeah. picking apples in no, you know, in fall, like or whatever, you know, going to the pumpkin patch. You know, they're not going to judge that. So I, I, I agree with the things you're saying too. I think that's why it's important to kind of have, you know, all women having a place to speak to because you know, sex worker or not, we all kind of get um, the short end of the stick in that sense where our sexuality, we feel, is not as welcomed. Yeah. Um, but like you said, like, once you kind of put yourself out there a bit, you get this opportunity to be this kind of spokesperson in a way for women who are also curious mm-hmm. and also wanting to take that step. Um, it kind of just takes that one person to be a little more brave and say, okay, you know what, I'm going to do it. Like, I'll be the first. Like. Yeah. You know, so. I, I you know, I think we need. I don't. I keep saying. I think I know that we need more women to rise up and be empowered in mm-hmm. who they are and just show that to the world because mm-hmm. there's other women looking for that. They're looking for that. Mm-hmm. They're looking for that little bit of, um, you know, just that encouragement to take that leap, whatever it is. And you know, this is something that I learned from Nicole. A number of years ago that really stuck with me and it was about how when you sh- when you live your your true authentic self and you shine your light and you put it out there for the world the people who are meant for you will find you mm-hmm. and the people who aren't meant for you will will go by the wayside mm-hmm. and that's okay mm-hmm. but you know I think was what is so important in this in this time we're in and this world we're in is that we need to shine our lights as authentically as possible and surround ourselves with the people who are for us so that we can all do better in, in our in our personal lives but also for the world and, and, and for community and build community, bring people together, have these conversations, you know, help empower each other as opposed to just this disconnection that we have and this, this divisiveness that's going on in this world and this hate and just come together, love, support, build, grow, and evolve. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So, you have mentioned to me before <laughs> sex clubs. <laughs> so, I know you've ventured. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how your experience with sex clubs were? Okay. So, um, so as Peaches Malone started to really evolve and, and step into her, you know, sexiness, um, her sexuality, I started to get curious about other things and things that I was curious about in my twenties, but didn't, didn't ever explore because I just didn't, just didn't, um, didn't feel the need to at that time, but thought was something that was going to be a part of my life and also a part of the marriage I would end up having at one point that whoever I was with that I was going to have more of an open relationship with and that we were going to be very open sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then through getting hurt from men and whatnot, I shut all that stuff down because, yeah. you know. Uh, so now fast forward into Peaches Malone, I'm starting to get curious about all kinds of things and what are the things that I'm interested in? And one of them was swingers clubs. And so I, I talked to my husband about it and asked if he'd be interested in attending something like this with me. And he was not into it at all, but understood that this was something I was curious about and most likely was going to end up doing. So, you know, said, you know. I know you're going to go, so that's fine. Um, I'm not interested. Uh, so I did some research, and I talked to a number of different people, and I found a club in New West called Club Eden. Mm-hmm. It's a swingers club. It's quite popular, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, through different people I've talked to, I guess it's one of the better ones. I can't na- I can't remember the names of the other ones that there are, but I think the other ones are, they are sort of floating locations and mm, there's okay. like different houses or mansions or something like that. I'm oh, not sure. But this is an actual venue. It's like a nightclub and it's always there. So and they host events um, once or twice a month. Um, so to to attend, you have to fill in a profile and become a member. It doesn't cost you anything, but they just want to know who you are because of the, you know, the nature of the, yeah, for of the club remember, for yeah. safety reasons. And um, the thing with their club is that men can't, single men can't go alone. They have to be with uh, escorted with a woman mm-hmm. and um, so anyways I have a friend who I as Peaches has, has evolved he's sort of been somebody I've talked to and and has been a part of this journey and so um, and it was actually him and I that started this conversation about attending these events and so I there was an event coming up uh, at the beginning of September and it just so happened that my husband was leaving on a trip. <laughs> so cliche, that is out of town. <laughs> I, I didn't plot it this way, it just, it just sort of, it serendipitously happened this way. And so I had said to this fellow, would you be interested in attending with me? Um, I wasn't interested necessarily going with him as a couple in terms of, you know, us, us, Sexual couple. Yeah, sexual right, couple, yeah. but more as like, you know, so, so I know it's something he was interested in. Had he in, been before? He had never been. Oh, okay. It was something he was interested in, so was I. And I, you know, he has this, you know, power and confidence that I am comfortable around and I needed to be in that sort of energy because I can be very, very dominant and very empowered, but I can also get very shy and awkward quickly. Mm, and so I wasn't... Multi-dimensional. Yeah, so I wasn't <laughs> sure how I would end up in this situation. And so we... Um, so yeah, so we, we, we planned to attend together. It was... The theme was... Uh, was what was the theme? It was uh, it was a lingerie party, and so I I did not want to go as myself. I wanted to go as Peaches, so I went and found this wig. As a matter of fact, I ordered a totally different wig, and it didn't show up in time, which I Always think it was the online. yeah, which I think the universe was was guiding me into the other wig because the wig that did show up. <laughs> wasn't as awesome as the wig I ended up finding super last minute. Awesome. Um, and so I, so anyways, yeah, so we, I wore this long black silky negligee thing. I don't even know what you call it, but um, I felt really, really beautiful and sexy in it. And um, we went and we explored and it was wonderful. It was a lot of fun. What I will say, we definitely had some drinks before and um, which is helpful when you're going for the first time. Yeah. But also, too, I really wanted to take it up a, another notch because, you know, I'm just fun like that. And we did some, <laughs> we did some MDMA, and um, it kicked in just as we got there, which was perfect. Uh, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So the environment itself is a very consent-based 
uh, environment. So you go in, they want you to know, you know, the rules. They give you a little tour and a little tutorial uh, and let you know exactly what's going on. So everybody is on the same page. There's no confusion as to where you're supposed to go, where you can't go, what you Mm -hmm. can do, what you can't do and that sort of thing. So I think that's a really great uh, part of it where it's not just a willy nilly and people are feeling uncomfortable right or confused or or confused or whatever and so yeah we went in and we just we we there's you when you first walk in it's there's a dance floor and there's people dancing and um it's like a nightclub and there's booths all around the dance floor and then you go up a level and you go into these different rooms and there's different things happening and and you can be a voyeur or you can be a participant it's what whatever your level of comfort is and and so we mostly observed what was going on and took the whole evening in and really had fun with each other and and just danced and and just had this really cool connect like it was just fun it was just we had a lot of fun um and uh yeah it was uh, it was a great experience i really kind of went into it without a lot of expectations but I guess I would say that I did sort of think that maybe this wasn't going to be something I was going to be into and I really had a lot of fun so are people like actually having sex oh yes oh yes there's a lot of things going on there there's there's um there's one room where it's like a mask uh like one of the you have to go on with a partner, but one partner has to be masked, Ooh. and the other partner does isn't masked so that they can make sure that you're there's nothing happening to you that you don't want to right. happen, yeah, sort safe, of thing. Right. Um, and you know, you can. Um, I think that was the one room where if there's actual play going on, you don't want to interrupt. You just you can you can observe. Um, but there's other rooms where it's just you know everybody get in and do whatever you oh want. So, um, so, you know, when we went, I recently in this last year discovered that I like to be spanked. And so I had asked my, my partner to spank me and there was a room that uh, had the perfect room to be spanked and the paddles and all kinds oh, of wow. things. And so uh, that was a lot of fun. I couldn't sit for two days, but it was definitely <laughs> worth it. <laughs> That's so awesome. So, yeah. And, you know, since I've, since I've been, I have been talking to it about about it with other women, and there's so many women that are so curious about this. And a definitely. lot of married women. And so I've been, you know, mess, you know, people messaging me and asking me, and I put it on my stories. Oh, actually, I didn't put that one on my stories, but I was at an event that I did talk to talk about it and so since then I've been having women message me and be like you know can we go together like I want to check this out this is something I'm interested in Mm -hmm. and so um you know I think it is definitely something if you're curious about to check out um and just you know have some ground rules as to what you know what when we went we had some ground rules as to what we wanted or or what um we didn't want to happen or, or whatever and so you know just having a really good conversation and dialogue about it going into it right um I want to go. I've never been to a sex um, a sex club or anything like that before, and I really want to. But I feel like I yeah I want to go with a um, like a friend like a platonic male or female friend yeah. um, rather than a partner. I feel like I would feel some kind of way with my partner if you know if he got aroused with another woman there. Like I'm a very jealous partner, and I'm fully aware of that. 
Um, do you think it would have been different had you gone with your partner, with your One, husband? Yeah, 100%. I'm actually glad I didn't go with him. Now, I did tell him I was going. I told right. him I was going. Um, I didn't tell him who I was going with because I didn't think that that mattered to the situation. But I, I just wanted him to know that I was safe. Right. And I felt comfortable with the person I was going with. And that's all that ma- mattered to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I... I'm glad I didn't go with my husband because I, I think the, the the experience would not been as great because he's not as open to this mm-hmm. thing and I think he would have been very uncomfortable, right. which would make me uncomfortable and it just would have been not a fun experience. Um, so I, you know, I've thought about, a couple of people have asked me, would I be jealous if... I went with my husband and he was turned on by another woman or had sex with another woman. I don't think so at this point in mm-hmm. where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, a year ago, probably, I would yeah. have, you know, I, I would have been, you know, very jealous by it. But I think now, you know, I have a different perspective on things where I um, I think I'd be okay with it. <laughs> you know, I just... Kind of a little bit more than okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just... Um, I just I, I really want to, um, I don't know, I think I really want to explore deeper into what all of this, what is available to us. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think I need to push that limit for myself to mm-hmm. know right. um, if, if this is something, you know, I've been doing my thing and he hasn't been interested in doing anything else other than that, meaning, you know, like I've been sexually exploring what what this world means to me and mm-hmm. um yeah i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> to be to be determined to, yeah to be continued <laughs> um okay so i know you mentioned you know your husband didn't come to the sex club but he knew about it it would be naive to not think that this sexual awakening has an impact your relationship in some way or form so how has it impacted the relationship and how does your husband feel about it? Um, you know, it's definitely, we're, we're in more of a challenge, I think, now in our relationship than we have been in the 13 years. I think for 13 years, it's just been very easygoing and, and very basic and, and um, you know, the odd challenges here and there, but nothing, nothing like we are now. Um, you know... I am very much in dialogue with him about what's going on, what my needs are, what my desires are, where I'm going, you know, um, and telling him as much as I can and um, being honest with him as much as I can and um, asking for his feedback. And oftentimes he doesn't really, you know, I'm definitely the dominant in the relationship in terms of, you know, making things happen. And he's pretty easygoing, and I love that about him, and I think that's why I ultimately fell in love with him. But sometimes it's frustrating because I just want him to be to have an opinion. I want him to have an emotion about this because, mm-hmm. you know, this is a pretty pivotal time in our relationship, mm-hmm. and you know, I want him along for the ride, but I'm not sure how much of the ride he's going to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm constantly battling with what do I want? Mm -hmm. How do I want this to go? You know, because when I look at our relationship and I look at our marriage, I I love it. I do love a lot of it. But where I'm at right now, I'm not, I don't love a big chunk of it because I'm not being fulfilled in the way that I know I need, deserve, and desire. Mm -hmm. 
And so, and I keep asking for it and I keep telling him what it is I need. And there are things that have changed. Like we have probably had more sex this year (laughs) than we have in probably the entire 13 years of our relationship. Oh, wow. Um, It's like bunnies. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and it's because I know what I want and I'm going for it. And I'm, you know, sometimes bringing him in on it and sometimes I'm just doing it myself. (laughs) And he's like, whoa. You know, meaning, meaning, you know, just a lot of masturbation happening. (laughs) So... Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Miss uh, MV Botanicals helped me with a couple of new toys and, and uh, have, has definitely been a part of this uh, awakening and understanding how I can, I need to get to a point of fulfilling myself that way and knowing what, what, what my needs are in terms of uh, orgasm and um, sort of releasing some of those things that I um I think it's hard for women to ultimately release. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of trauma built up there. So anyways, I, you know, I, I'm telling him as much as I can. I'm bringing him along for the ride as much as I can. Um, I want him to be involved, but I know that he also has a threshold. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't know. Some days I'm like, yeah, we can do this. And then there's, you know, we can, we can navigate this direction I'm going in and however that looks and there's other days that I'm like do I want to or do I want to have this other is the grass greener on the other side is there you know I for whatever reason is hap- whatever is happening right now in my life and I, I can't explain it but I'm now having men come into my life that are um are the type of men that I thought I was going to marry mm, interesting and so it's really challenging me because is this, are they still the type of man that I would marry mm, today mm-hmm. or am I just attracted to that, what I was once attracted to? Right. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm navigating a lot right now and I'm trying to figure out how this is all going to play out. What I have decided recently is that for now... I am my number one priority and the direction mm-hmm. I'm going in is is that. And that might sound super selfish, but you know, I'm in the in the middle of launching two very different businesses, one that's a part of my real life and one that's a part of my Peaches Malone life. Mm-hmm. And where I'm at with that is that I don't have time for the distractions of what these other potential relationships or relationship means. And so and nor can I do anything about them right now. I'm mm-hmm. not ready to fully blow up my relationship just to see what's on the other side. Right. Um, so there's a lot of soul searching going on right now. So yeah. it definitely has impacted things. I would say, you know, it's for at this moment, it feels stronger. Good. So. <laughs> <laughs> also to be determined. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, and I think you touched on an important point there saying how uh, crucial communication is. Yeah. You know, I have women message me asking for sex tips and asking how to spice up their, like, marital bed. But my first thing is, you know, did you talk to your husband? Yeah. You know, you're asking me how to make him have a great orgasm, but, you know, I don't have his genitals. <laughs> like, I can only give you, you know, advice from my own personal life and things I've worked for me for those men, yeah. but I don't know how your relationship is, you know. So the best person to ask is your partner. The best person to tell people you're going through things is your partner. You know, when girlfriends come to me and say, oh, I wish this my boyfriend did this or my husband did this. I mean, did you tell them? Yeah. You know, like, because they can't read your mind, and I'm not going to, unless you're going to invite me to your bedroom and be like, you want me to direct him with what you told me, like, unless you're going to pay me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think communication is crucial, and I think um, a very mature way of accepting that, too, is it might not always land. 
you know, yeah. and to accept that as well. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's, 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 he's a very understanding guy, and I'm so lucky to be in this relationship with him and to be able to grow and evolve the way I have mm-hmm. um, with him because I don't know if most men would be as, as, as um, you know, uh, open to their wife having these other adventures, going mm-hmm. to a sex club dressed right. as yeah. a, you know, dressed as an alter ego, like, right. yeah. you know, um, and so it is important for me to have that because if things don't work out for whatever reason, at least I, I, I was as honest and authentic as I could be in, in it. And so that, you know, there wasn't any sort of, you know, I didn't know that this was happening. I don't mm-hmm. want to just all of a sudden one day be like, you know what? I'm not fulfilled. I'm out, mm-hmm. you know, which I know a lot of ha- happens with a lot of relationships. Yes, definitely. A, a very good friend of mine has happened to. And, you know, there was no dialogue about what his needs were or what he wanted or anything like that. It was just like, yeah, just not, it's not, I'm not feeling this anymore. Relationships take work. Mm, yes. You know, this is a contract. This is a negotiation. Like, you have to make sure that everybody's on board and things change. Mm-hmm. And you, you need to have that dialogue. And it's not fair to just go off and do your thing and not let the other person know. Mm-hmm. And so through this, like I said, we've had better sex than ever because I'm now understanding what I need sexually, what I want sexually. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, I think our sex life sucked because I kept expecting him to know what I needed right. and wanting him to do it. And in my mind, being like, why doesn't he do this? things Mm -hmm. or know what I need Mm -hmm. but the poor fucking guy didn't know what the hell I needed anyway so I you know like it's like when I look back on it I'm like how crazy was that that I had these expectations that he would know what I needed when I actually didn't even know what I needed right and so now I tell him what I need I tell him what I want Mm -hmm. you know I tell him how I need need him to do it yeah it doesn't always work yeah (laughs) but at least now I'm taking control of that and I'm having that conversation with him and Mm -hmm. so that he he can now decide what he wants to do how he wants to proceed how he wants to learn and grow and evolve Mm -hmm. definitely uh before I give you my last few questions what's next for yourself and Peaches Malone so as uh, as I mentioned, I am currently working on building out Peaches Malone as a business, and mm. so what that basically means is that I'm really wanting to deep dive into helping women understand pleasure and understand their pleasure and understand why pleasure needs to be important in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so you know I want to do this through a variety of different things, um, having an e-commerce site that sells. Um, really good quality sex toys and sex mm-hmm. toy, like sex products, that sort of thing, um, that are really based on women's pleasure, uh, as well as workshops and events and retreats and things like that. Awesome. Um, but, you know, I really do see that uh, I have an opportunity to, to, like I said, sort of be a beacon of light for other women who are curious about their sexuality and how to navigate either themselves where they are currently as a, as a single woman, but also maybe in a marriage or in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And they just don't know how to, how to, how to get, how to be fulfilled in that part mm-hmm. of their life. So definitely. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, so before I let you run away, I have uh, six questions here. Perfect. So first one, describe your first sexual encounter. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. goodness um let's see oh 
gosh, that's a really hard question. <laughs> it, can, it can be more suited to your first sexual experience. It doesn't have to involve someone else. It doesn't have to be, or maybe just even a memorable. Yeah, you know, I think um, one of the things that uh, I that stands out to me that I remember from being a little girl that I somehow found this pleasure between my legs, and I didn't know what it necessarily meant, but I do remember humping my dollies a lot, <laughs> <laughs> which is so common. Like it, it seems like a lot of young girls that's what they do like little like you know like dogs hump things yeah. like little girls do yeah. that a lot I had yeah I just remember and I remember <laughs> and I don't know obviously I was very young and didn't know anything of how these things worked but I was always afraid I was going to get pregnant <laughs> <laughs> cute though <laughs> and so um yeah so yeah I just remember humping my dollies yeah and yeah just getting pleasure from it yeah well and I guess now we still have dollies they just are smaller and, and look more <laughs> yeah. phallic but <laughs> that's awesome um what is something you've done or tried that you would probably not try again oh done or tried or not tried again um I haven't done or tried yet, but um, I'm not super curious. Like, I'm curious about a lot of things sexually, but I'm not super curious about, like, hardcore BDSM, mm. being tied up. Like, that being tied up gives me a bit of anxiety, like, mm, the thought mm. of it. Right. Um, and not, yeah. So, I think as of right now, I haven't tried it. Right. But as of right now, it's something that I don't think I'm curious to explore. Right. I think so for as someone who does a lot of um like hardcore BDSM, um, it's completely about like who you're with and like the level of like safety you feel and how at least I can speak for myself, that's how I feel. Right. I've done the same act with different people and it feels different every time okay. and it reaches a different level of pleasure each time depending on because I find with BDSM more so than necessarily other sexual practices. It really is about the two of you. It's a very, like, dual practice thing. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not just someone fingering you, and it's all about your pleasure. It's really a, um, a dance of, of two people. Um, but So, never say never. What is the king... No, sorry. What's one thing you haven't tried, but you want to? Hmm. Maybe now the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Let's see. I tried. Um, I think I'd be interested in a um, like a female orgy. Hmm. Okay. Well, call me. <laughs> <laughs> I am all for yeah, that. I think. I, yeah. I, I. think that's something that is. I don't. I don't think. I know that's something that I'm curious. Like, just it's. It turns. It. Yeah. Yeah, that, that does something for you. It does something for me. I don't know, I just got all fumbly there, but yeah, it definitely does something for me, and it's something I'm curious about, and um, I think would be something I would initiate, like mm-hmm. something I would like to sort of uh, curate to come together. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Give me a call when this happens. Perfect. I uh, didn't in, I didn't interview I'll be coming up with a, um, a online dom worker, and she was telling me that... One time, her and her girlfriend gone to the bar, and they just couldn't find men to go home, so they went home with each other. Love it. And I love it. Yeah. I love that you're like, hey, hey, I like you, you like me. Let's this isn't like, we're not together, but yeah. tonight, let's just pleasure each other. Yeah. I love that. I love that openness to experimenting and 
like caring for each other's needs and and so forth. So a full woman orgy, I am here for it. Love it. Um, What is the kinkiest or strangest sexual encounter you've had? Um, I had a fellow who we were just sex friends and I don't know what happened one night but we just had uh, still to this day it like is ingrained in my brain this like fuck fest like all over his fucking apartment like in every (laughs) in every which way possible like just it was just amazing and it's to this day still like one of the highlights of my sexual experience like just it was shout out to him it was he was on the patio overlooking the city it was like on the things it was over the things it was on top of the things it was under the things it was in things it was in things it was on things and it was just like it felt like it went on for hours and it i like it did but it was just like it just was so primal and just fucking awesome. Uh, well, damn. Okay. <laughs> Wish I was there. Um, when, what's that one thing you don't understand or that drives you crazy about the opposite sex? Oh. <laughs> That's literally every female response when I ask that question. You know, just, you know, what I would like to see happen is that men really start to rise up and understand that women are not these weak, you know, pitiful sex objects that are here just for their pleasure. And to understand that we are fucking amazing, empowered women that can do so much and do so much good for the world and stop Mm -hmm. suppressing us and stop Mm -hmm. putting us in a box and stop telling us what to do with our bodies and stop, you know telling us like stupid shit about yeah how they think that we're supposed to be Mm -hmm. and and telling us that we're not you know we we yeah I'm just tired of men telling us how we're supposed to be and who we're supposed to be and instead of just letting us be and 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 um embracing the power that we are Mm -hmm. and and, and nurturing it Mm mm-hmm Amen to that. <laughs> so, if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Love. Yeah. Just love. Love, love, love yourself. Love everybody. And um, lean into your pleasure. Lean into pleasure. Lean into pleasure, what that means for you. And that can be anything from sexual pleasure to things that throughout your day bring you pleasure. Mm-hmm. I think when we start leaning into more of the things that bring us pleasure instead of the things that are you know, distracting us from that... You know, just things will change in the world, mm-hmm. and you know what? Women, well fucked women, will change the world. Yes, <laughs> so I agree. Start I fucking agree. us better. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so that's pretty much it for this episode. Where can people find you? Uh, Peaches Malone uh, underscore OG on Instagram, and uh, that's it for now. Stay tuned for the website. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. So as always, uh, make sure to subscribe on Google Play. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, and review and give me all the stars. And you can find me on Instagram at 50plusatiff or email me at 50plusatiff at gmail.com. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Danny, for having me. Have a wonderful week and happy hoeing. Bye. Bye.